I just I think about that scene in The Handmaid's Tale when they look back and like they're they're protesting, but then it gets real. And yeah, real bullets or something, and it's like, oh shit. Yeah, uh, I I felt pretty safe while I was down there. Yeah, uh, I mean, we even had we had a few people uh, like Trump supporters that were like that were yelling stuff at us, and we just felt like it was almost silly. It wasn't really. Your jokes suck. Yeah. (laughs) They can't even have a good setup. (laughs) Yeah. And also, like, I mean, the thing I noticed, too, was uh, there weren't that many people there. There Mm -hmm. weren't that many people at the rally. There were a lot more protesters. Yeah. I should protest one of these days. I never really do. I love how woke you guys are. (laughs) I love it. Well, we did. We protested one time. We figured we should, uh, like, before I've, like, supported, I've, uh, you know, I've supported, like, resistance efforts and stuff like that, but... Uh, I was like, we should go down there. We should have this experience to see what it's like. And uh, it was very interesting to me because it was very different from what was presented on TV. Cause, oh, yeah. I've heard about that where they just use these tight shots of him talking behind with people. But if you pan back, it's like really empty. It wasn't even in a big room at the Phoenix Convention Center. It was in, in like a smaller room. And like it wasn't filled. And they even had shots that they used of that were supposed to be a Phoenix that were like clearly not phoenix they were i think they were like columbus ohio or oh, something wow. it was very strange it's like and columbus ohio looks phoenix is very unique yeah. like i mean maybe you could use a shot of albuquerque new mexico or i can or, tell by the way like <laughs> i notice these things yeah I, I mean they obviously they don't i mean in this photo too it was so obvious it was like they had like basically like the streets were filled with people they were filled with people, like, going to his rally. And it's just, like, obviously, like, a stock photo. Right. <laughs> That's, like, propaganda. <laughs> yeah, it right? is. Right? Yeah. Um, not to change the subject, but in the movie Bad Santa, that takes place in Arizona. <laughs> oh, that does? I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it's, like, Superstition <laughs> Springs Mall or something. Or People out there know where it was actually filmed. <gasps> but in some really? of the house shots, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, that's not Arizona. That's California, big time, because nobody's got a green lawn <laughs> like that here. And the hills and stuff. I'm like, that's so California. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I saw that when I lived in Oklahoma on a terrible date um, back in 2005. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I, I only saw it on that date, so I have, like, mixed feelings yeah. about it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm a, I feel like I should revisit it someday. Yeah, it's so good, and it's just, it is really good. Bernie Mac's in it. That's right. Yeah. It's like Billy Bob Thornton, who's a Looney Tune, but he's very talented. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my favorite part was, like, eating a salad in the food court, and the mom comes over, and she's like, look at Santa, and he's like, he's got his face full of lettuce. He's like, I'm on my lunch break. Wasn't it Lorelai Gilmore? Yeah. yeah. What's her name? <laughs> uh, Lauren Graham. I yeah. love her. Everybody loves her. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's wonderful. Yeah. She's, she's a treasure. She really is. I loved her in Parenthood. Yeah. I, I didn't watch Parenthood. I just recently uh, watched Gilmore Girls. I still haven't gotten into Gilmore Girls. I keep trying to kind of watch it, but something is turning. Like, I can't get into it. I, I never watched it while I was on. I thought, it looks stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And then... I don't know, I just, I felt like after a while, like 15 years had passed, I'd been like, all right, this is like a, to- a cultural touchstone that I have mm-hmm. watched maybe five minutes of. I should try it, and I, mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not saying I won't ever get there, because I think I will, but I'm just not there yet. <laughs> and Parenthood is a good one if you wanted to watch a series, kind of a la This Is Us, kind of. Yeah. Um, okay. It's Which, pretty good. 
Uh, yeah, and I watch, I watch, I've seen every moment of This Is Us, and, uh... I haven't even seen this season yet. <laughs> I've been so busy. Oh, gosh, I've seen them all, I've cried, I, mm-hmm. I've, I'm like, and I, I, people make fun of me for it, and I make fun of myself for it, but, uh, I, there's no TV show I've ever watched that I've cried at every single episode. It's good. Yeah. When, um, oh, the first season. Um, but the good news is, I get to watch them all at once, I don't have to wait a week. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's what you want, really. And I'm not telling anybody I watch This Is Us, because I don't want to hear their opinions. Uh, <laughs> one of my friends' podcasts, they said, like, this is pandering or something. Like, they're just pandering to people, like, to hit your heartstrings. And I'm like, maybe a little. I, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm rolling my eyes, but my eyes are also filled with tears. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm rolling my tearful eyes. <laughs> yeah, but... I don't know. It's it's, it's well acted. It's it's kind of gently funny. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some like long monologues. Um, there's some things where like Randall, or um, like uh, oh, what's his name? Kevin. Kevin uh, left his play to go comfort Randall. Yeah. I was like, oh man, oh, that's uh, a Broadway play that you financed. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, Randall will understand. I'll get to my intro here in a minute, but okay. I can't help. But um, in the first season, because I haven't seen the second season yet, or the start of it, I kind of got this feeling like um, Kevin and Kate were the worst. Yeah. I I, I feel like, um, I don't know. Well, Kate, they don't really give her uh, anything besides being large. Right. Like that's the whole everything is tied to being large. She can't be a singer cuz she's large. She can't do this because you know, she can't date cuz she's in a, and like I really wish they would they still quite haven't gotten moved away out of that. From that. Yeah. She's still interesting, but they also uh she doesn't really have a job. Right. Well, her job was like managing Kevin. Yeah. I think. But then they, they kind of gave her another job, and then that lasted for, like, an episode. Right. And then she moved to New York, and I was like, is Kevin just paying for her entire lifestyle? I guess. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I love Mandy Moore. She's great. And I love and hate her because she's just, she's matured in the spotlight so well. Yeah. And I you like can... her a lot better than Hilary Duff, and I don't know why I compare them. <laughs> well, I feel like... I feel like Manny Moore is like really smart. Not uh-huh. not to say that Hillary Duff isn't, because I'm honestly not that familiar with Hillary Duff's uh, recent work. Uh, Do you watch um, Younger? Mm-mm. It is the best guilty pleasure show. It's on <laughs> it's on TV Land. Okay. And I hate to say this, I love Hillary Duff. She's a terrible actress. I think I've always wondered what a terrible <laughs> actress because I don't know if I can tell. You know what I mean? But she it's bad. But that show is so good, and it's a half hour. You should watch it. Okay. It's on yeah, I, I've heard good things. Uh, not about Hillary Duff, but <laughs> <laughs> but I still love her. She's anyway. See, we didn't. We could have. We should have just had this conversation because we haven't even. Do you, we're here on Wings with Friends. If okay. you were wondering. Okay. <laughs> hey. no, what have we touched on so far? Politics. <laughs> uh, this is us. <laughs> Guildford girls. <laughs> But I love it, though, because I love talking to you, and we never get a chance to just, like, let's just talk about the things that we like, because it's always like, hey, Genevieve, how much time do I get? And then it's like, thanks for doing my show. Okay, bye. So I love it. That's comedy, pretty much, is like, yeah, if you get to talk shit about somebody. (laughs) 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 uh, That's how most comics bond, I I feel like, uh, is, oh, I did that terrible show, or... 
that person was there. Or that guy was creepy to me. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're here. We're here with Wings with Friends. I'm Mary Upchurch, and I am so lucky to be here with a very talented, versatile uh, comedian and producer. And I don't even know what else to call you. You wear so many hats. I'm Genevieve a Rice. Licensed realtor. <laughs> a licensed realtor. Um, yeah. Hi, Genevieve. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for thanks for serving me wings and salad and these delicious chips that I'm also going to eat during this podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, audience. <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> yeah. Today's episode is Italian gold from Oregano's. And this was mm -hmm. Genevieve's uh, choice. How did you come up with this pick? I'm a, I'm a big, uh, I, I love wings. I, I love wings of all kinds. Uh, I love the traditional buffalo. Um, I like the, uh, I like an Asian wing. I like Ooh. a lemon pepper. I like a barbecue. But um, my favorite of the barbecue wings uh, is, is a honey mustard sauce. And I like a, like a Carolina gold. Ooh. That's, that's always my favorite. Um, and I was hip to these wings at, uh, at Oregano's a couple of years ago. And uh, there's an oregano's by my house, and so I can always get good wings there. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I uh, besides boneless wings, which I don't, I don't mess with. Uh, good. Uh, good. I, you'd have to kick me out. I, have you had any boneless wing people? Yes, oh, but gosh. it was my. You don't have to tell who, me who. It was my friends who work at Comic Con. They do hair and makeup. They had some great stories about celebrities, and I was okay. like, I really want them. Um, but I, I looked past <laughs> the boneless. Yeah, that's. That's just a nugget. Exactly. Yeah. Which which a nugget is good. If this was nugs with friends. <laughs> Can we say nugs on this? What is <laughs> I was think I just saw Lee Hauk do do a performance and she talks about having chicken nugs in her pocket. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that why that's why that's been in my that's been in my vernacular, but maybe I should take it out. It it feels a little close. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm not going to acknowledge that because um, I had only the best of intentions, as I always do. Has anyone said the the N word on your podcast? Because I've had I've, someone said the N word on mine. Yeah, it was Jay Washington. <laughs> okay, it okay. was perfect. It yes. was a big time, and he said it in response to Dwayne Perkins say, "Oh well, I wouldn't bring her home, but I'd put her on the stroll." <laughs> But I felt great. I was like, cool. We're so multicultural. We're so diverse. I love it. If the, he can say it. I'm not saying it. Yeah. Uh, Dante Powell called his cat an N-word. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. I really didn't think this, this was going to go here. I, this is the last place, Genevieve, I thought the podcast would go today. Because I don't. Yeah. You know, you know, if you have me on, this is where it's going to go. <laughs> That's yes. not in my, that is not in my vernacular. It's not mine. Uh, yeah. It's really not mine either. I, I want to make that very clear. I. Uh, but I encourage my guests to be themselves. And if they're allowed yeah. to say it, they can say it. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, well, thanks for coming by, Genevieve. <laughs> Please take your wings. Um, okay. So, yeah, I was really excited to do oregano's. And I'll tell you, I hate to say this. I don't hate to say it. I don't generally like oregano's. Like, my friends from out of town always want to eat there. And I'm like, what is so great about oregano's? Like, do you eat there? Do you eat other things at oregano's? I, I've had, I feel like oregano's is, I mean, it's not the best pizza uh, that we have, uh, mm -hmm. which 
we live in a pretty good pizza city. Yeah. Uh, we're very fortunate. But I feel like it's a good mid-range pizza, and I feel like they do... They do a lot of different things on their menu. Mm -hmm. um, they have, you know, they have good salads. They have wings. They have uh, pasta. They have, uh, they have really good soup. Oh. And I feel like they do a lot of these things pretty well. So it's kind of one of those places where you can go and it's something for everybody. Yeah. Which, which I always, I feel like uh, I'm always thinking for some reason about big groups and yeah. like, it's very important to me when I go out with people that everyone is happy, that no yeah. one's like, oh, I can't eat anything here. Like, that stresses me out so much. So I'm always trying to keep those places in mind. Good call. I always go the pasta route um, because it, it, mm. what's unique about oregano is it's like that uh, Southwest Italian. -ish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it has that flavor. And I've, I've come to the uh, conclusion of, um, like, I like the uh, Alfredo the Dark. It's like a pasta with a white sauce and some like chilies or green oh. green chilies. But I always need extra sauce because I feel like there's no sauce. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Alfredo sauce, but mm. I do, I am I do like spicy sauces because mm -hmm. uh, my favorite pasta sauce is like a like a, a marinara. I keep it kind of boring. Mm. Marinara or like a, a pesto. Mm. Yeah, I like it. Like. But uh, I actually haven't uh, done much. I, I feel like I'm, I'm like a pasta baby. Oh. Yeah. Like, um, I, I really haven't. It's not my go-to food. I've, I always like it when I eat it, you know. But um, I just don't. I, it's not like a, my automatic, like, mm -hmm. like a, as I said, already go-to. Like, so. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a journey to find, like, authentic Italian pasta. Mm -hmm. Like, I want that. And I don't know if I've ever had it. I've had some good pasta. Yeah, there's a there's a really good place uh, in, in central north central Phoenix called Mora Italian. Ooh. And they, they make the pasta and they I have... I like that. It's, it's a great place. I have to look up how to pronounce everything uh, <laughs> when I go because I, I don't have... Uh, Unfortunately, you know, because I am a pasta baby, I uh, I don't. I'm a pasta baby. I, I have a pasta baby right here. <laughs> I uh, but I, I so I but it, it's good, you know, you know, like you have to kind of get over that sometimes. You're like you're trying new foods. You're probably I'm like, you know, you're trying new foods. You're trying a different type of pasta. You don't you don't necessarily have to pronounce it the first. Oh try. sure sure yeah. sure. I am at a point where I do want only. Like, if they make the pasta themselves. I'm kind of done mm -hmm. with the fake noodle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm past that. Too it's, good for that. It makes a difference, yeah. Yeah, I've had a couple. Uh, I get uh, I get a couple of those uh, plated, uh, which is like a meal, uh, like a meal service, like a Blue Apron. Mm. And they've sent me pasta dishes to make, and I, I always enjoy doing that. So Ooh. that's kind of like, that's been great, because then I kind of, they always send, like, fresh pasta, and it's like, you get the experience of like, oh, I'm gonna make the, I'm gonna make the tomato sauce. I'm gonna do this. Oh. And that's to me like that's yeah. I like I like knowing that myself. Yeah, yeah. We sure are talking about pasta a lot for our wing podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. Pasta but really, it's friends. about food. I mean. Um, we, we like food, and uh, you're the per perfect person to talk about this. You just launched a new podcast called Taste Buddies. Yes, yeah, which which you've been uh, our second guest. I was. Yeah. I was so excited. <laughs> I loved it. Um, I, we're, we'll get back to the wings a little bit, but tell me a little bit about Taste Buddies, like the premise for it, and what, you know, how did you come to this, um, to this nice little project? 
Well, basically, uh, I, I thought about, I always like talking about food. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I'm not a chef. Uh, I, I do cook. I cook quite a bit. Um, and, like, you know, I bake and I like to go out to restaurants. But um, I really wanted to talk with people about what they actually eat and what they actually like. Yeah. I didn't want it to be like a pretentious, like, oh, I'm going to pretend I like porcini mushrooms and, and truffles. You know, I, I wanted, you know, the people to actually tell me about like what they actually ate in a day Ooh. and and what they like, like what's their perfect food day. Um, and like we kind of get into questions and uh, I tend to um, I kind of customize them for the for each guest. But I have a few questions I ask, uh, like, every podcast. Um, but right now I'm into asking people about Halloween candy. Ooh. So. <laughs> you, you told me when you sat down that's what you ate today. Yeah. <laughs> I came into this podcast. Uh, I'd had one peanut butter cup. Nice. Yeah. That was, that was great. Yeah. Uh, oh, I had a bagel this morning. Oh, yeah. What Tomorrow, kind of bagel? Uh, from Einstein's, just an Asiago with a plain schmear. I, I actually I had I had Einstein's for the first time in a while because I uh, Lou Moon reminded me of of the greatness of Einstein's and uh, mm-hmm. I went in and I got a, a cheesy hash brown bagel Ooh. with onion and chive smear which oh, yeah I'm actually not a huge onion fan but for some reason in bagels I just love it in the bagel or the sh- in the bagel or in the smear it's it, yeah yeah it works there for me. I, yeah, I never get bagels. Probably tomorrow I'll get back eating healthy, but I've been being terrible, like, all week. Oh, man. But um, I do like a bagel, and I never get them. You know, sometimes at work people bring a dozen, but it hasn't happened. Nobody eats carbs anymore, so. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, oh, don't do that. I know. I don't I don't work in an office situation, so I don't have that, that like, shame. Like, yeah. we talked about this on, on my podcast. Yeah. That, like, there's a lot of, like, shame-based eating at in offices or just, you have to it's like weird. make a, a proclamation that you won't eat these donuts before you actually eat these donuts. <laughs> so. oh, or when somebody goes, oh, it looks so good. And it's like, shut up. Just shut <laughs> up. Um, so, so that is exciting. You've had some really good guests. Mm-hmm. Um, I love also w- when it gets into like how people eat and how they like maybe growing up, you know, like we yeah. kind of learn to eat or we do things because it's how we were raised. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of culturally like fascinating. Yeah. That's kind of what, uh, that's part of it too, is I like, I like to talk about, uh, people's childhoods and stuff like that. Cause it really does inform the way they eat, eat as adults. And like, it's, uh, you know, and, and, and people just have, I've been, pretty blown away with like the variety of experiences I've had nice. on the podcast so and sometimes people are like well you know I don't I don't eat fancy so I wouldn't be fascinating and I'm like no honestly like I mean I, everyone has opinions yeah. about food like so and you you also do something where you like you you eat before the podcast like mm-hmm. what do you do is it their favorite snack or their favorite meal we try to keep it well. It really depends on the guest, and it really depends on how much time we have. Before. Right, right. Uh, we used to get really precious with ice, like with the snacks, and like trying to get them the right snacks. But I've had a couple of like uh, the very first podcast. I had to go out, and I, we filmed in uh, filmed. We recorded in Midtown, New York, <laughs> and uh, my guest asked for Utz chips, and it, it, he he asked for the Utz crab chip. Oh, wow. Uh, which I was like, oh, I've heard of that. And, uh, and then I was like, but where do I find it in Midtown New York? 
and uh, we went out to like six different grocery stores, <laughs> <laughs> like grocery stores and Duane Reads, and they had Uts chips, so they didn't have that chip. And then finally, I just had to be like, uh, I was so nervous that I didn't know the guest in person. Like I had known him online. Oh yeah. And like I was just like, is he gonna be mad at me? Like, because <laughs> I don't have his chip. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was perfectly lovely. He was just like, oh yeah, oh that's fine. I got I got I got a spicy chip from yeah. So that's that's cool. Yeah. So we we tend to like you know we get we get snacks. You know I, I try to have snacks for the podcast because I feel like especially the food podcast like you're right. gonna get hungry. Yeah. Right. Um, that's smart though. A lot cheaper than wings every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta start you're gonna start making them. <laughs> I know, right? Um, it is fun though because it's a good excuse for me to try these wings. But here's the thing: I can never just buy wings. Like here, we got salad, we got these chips, and yeah. it's like so. It's, but it's it's I'm da- it's a date basically. Like let's. Uh, well, it's also like uh, I feel like too if it's around meal time. If it's yeah. around meal time, if you're asking someone to come to a podcast, which is I mean, usually like a, a two to three hour thing, you know, once yeah. you, once you from like top to bottom, like you have to, I feel like you need to feed them. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the draw too. I, yeah. Nobody said no. And I keep saying that on the podcast. I'm like, nobody <laughs> said no yet. Um, but, uh, but it is nice. It, I, I don't mind. It's an investment. It's an investment. Um, so that is a lot different from your previous podcast, which I'd like to say you're famous for. Are you famous for that? Um, thank you for being a podcast still on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. How we're still out there. <laughs> yeah. I love that podcast. How, tell me a little bit about thank you for being a podcast. Like when did it start and how did it start? Well, um, I, it, that's my Golden Girls podcast I co-hosted with Anthony Decimito until uh, we started in 2014, wow. and uh, we went through every episode, um, and then we, we finished this year uh, in 2017, and we This did is 2018. Oh, yes. It is. It is 2018. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little behind uh, <laughs> on releasing these things. Yes. I, uh, yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, I basically we finished. We had our uh, we had two finale shows, one in my house and one in LA, because uh, Anthony lives in LA now. Yeah. And uh, and we. It, and it was a two parter finale, yeah. so that sounds perfect. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. It was very sad, um, especially the last show had a lot of technical problems. Oh. <laughs> and I actually cried a little because <laughs> it was just like this project this projector isn't working oh my god what are we gonna do but it was fine people had fun we you know we had cheesecake you know nice yeah it was i had a blast at the finale party i think that's when i dressed up at oh that's right yeah yeah i was like i'm taking this seriously (laughs) um or i made four different types of cheesecake oh so good (laughs) if you ever get invited to genevieve's house like the food is always so good that is uh i i focus on talent but i think like uh, you know, and bringing good people in and like, honestly, but I also put a lot of thought in the food. I have a, it I, have, shows. I have, I have a house, house show, uh, on the 20th, uh, with Anthony Decimito and, uh, Jimmy Calloway. And Mary Upchurch. And Mary Upchurch. Ah, and you, that's right. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, those have been fun. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking about my menu. Oh, I, I've been thinking about it for the last couple of weeks. So it's going to be exciting. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I can't <laughs> wait. So uh, hopefully this will be out before the 20th. But uh, if not, if it is, go 
buy tickets for that. <laughs> um, so that is exciting. That was, I, I'd like to say that is the first podcast I ever did. Oh, really? I feel like I did one before that, but it never really got released or promoted. It was before I was doing comedy. But, so I'll just say that was the first mm-hmm. podcast I did, and it was so much fun. And uh, you, that inspired me to start my podcast. Oh, wow. Kind of, yeah. There's, there's, um, there's three influencers that really made me really, like, in my mind, help me get there. And one was, thank you for being a podcast. Uh, my favorite murder. It's so good, and yes. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then um, my all-time favorite, Muller, she wrote. It's great. Um, so good. And so my podcast isn't like any of these, but I think what it was was, one, from thank you for being a podcast, it helped me understand, like, have some structure, something mm-hmm. to move you forward so you had episodes. Yeah. And you did do every episode. Yeah, we That's did. something I wasn't sure of. We did every episode. We did one episode twice, actually. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, we were uh, at 2017 Bird City. We did a live podcast. And my husband was helping with it, and we had the wrong episode uh, queued up. And we realized it about, well, we realized, Anthony and I realized it a few minutes in. And then, but, like, we were just, like, we didn't want to stop it and, like, yeah. get another episode. And it was really fun. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And we were just, like you know what, we kind of goofed up a little bit. We're going to have some. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's another thing I'm kind of learning from listening to other podcasts. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Or it doesn't, you know, you can have real stuff in there. Depending on what your podcast, like, Serial doesn't do that, but. No. You know, uh, so, so, so the structure, I think I was influenced from you, because um, I never wanted to do a podcast, but until I got an idea, I was like, oh, yeah, I could do that. And then, you know, my favorite murder, just, like, the the realness and just the talking and, and whatever, but still with some structure. I mean, they're they're doing some research, and they're, but mostly it's about their, um, their like, enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, I guess, is that the right word for talking about murder? Their, their enthusiasm yeah. with their relationship. Yeah, their relationship, I, it, the banter between them. And just like, uh, and and just the fact that they're they're talking about these really interesting cases mm-hmm. that I, a lot of them I haven't heard of, right? Or or even if it's somebody that like I've obviously heard of a Ted Bundy, like, but I didn't know that much about the case. Yeah. So yeah. Right. And then uh, Mueller, she wrote. I mean, that has just evolved into such a um, like the research that they put yeah. in and the care and. Um, but all in all, it was just really women in podcasting, and I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. That that's such a fascinating podcast because basically, like, she can't re- the the host can't reveal her identity. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because of the Hatch Act. Yes, because she works for the government, and yeah, and uh, oh God, they get so deep into it, and they're guests now. I mean, they have CNN contributors. They have um, Rosie. Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell, O'Donnell. <laughs> like, oh my God, I think I love seeing that one grow, like starting from three comics in San Diego, and now, I mean, it's huge, so, and I'd like to say that I was a supporter from the beginning. Yeah, uh, yeah I remember I, you were telling me about it, like, and I, and then you told me about it, and then, like, Jeff told me about it, like, because Jeff, oh. lo- he loves, to, he, he likes listening to po- a political podcast, he listened to just about all of them. And, like, he's the one who kind of introduces me to them. Because I, I like them, too, but I can't listen to them all the time. I got sure. lis- to listen to some, some fun stuff because um, there are a lot of bad things happening. And uh, I, I need to distract myself sometimes. Oh, of <laughs> so. course. Of course, yeah. I'm a $5 a month contributor. And oh, I good. do. I t- and this is how I am. If I like something, I'm going to talk about it everywhere I go. <laughs> um, but I think that's what you should do, you know. And that's where I want to put my money Um 
in supporting, you know, other women, other comedians, yeah. and people are doing great things. Yeah, I feel like you, I mean, I, I say that sometimes I'm like, yeah, I want to listen to something that's kind of, you know, like, just kind of goofy, you yeah. know? Like, I, I, like, I like to listen to that. I like, I mean, my, my podcast is, is, is a, a big fuck around. So, <laughs> I can curse on this, but. but. I feel the same way. Like, this is like, hey, you want to just chill and yeah. take your brain out a little bit and maybe laugh a little and just feel delighted? Yeah. This is the podcast for you, along with Taste Buddies. Yeah. Uh, but, you, I mean, I feel like people can't, you can't put your head in the sand like you could before. I feel like it's, it's yeah. it, you know, I, I get why people do it occasionally, but I feel like you, you have to be, you have to be present. You have to be pay attention to the news. You have to, you have to keep up with it. And there's so much to keep up well, with. And that's what Mueller she wrote did for me is, is help make sense of it week by week. And I needed that because I was like, what's really happening? And they're so smart. <laughs> so smart. Um, so yeah, there's my plug for those. Um, do you like the way last night we did a show at Comedy Off Main Street? Yeah. Chris introduced us. He's like, well, Mary and Genevieve have podcasts about eating. And, uh, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Uh, he didn't say our, uh, I think he didn't say the names of the podcast, which I don't know. I, I don't know about when people introduce, um, when they give you a credit as a comic. Um, I, I don't always love when people do my podcast because I feel like, for starters, they always get the name wrong. And I feel like also so much of the audience is like not a podcast oh, audience. Yeah. So I'm like, well, here's something you're not going to listen to. <laughs> so. I am. Um, yeah. Well, I love Chris. You know, he, it's fine. Um, oh, no, no. Yeah. Like, I, I don't mean to, I, I don't mean to put down Chris. But oh, I feel no, like no, he was no. Doing it, and I, I feel like he was doing it out of, out of love. There's some people I feel like that don't do it. They're like, well, she's got a podcast. <laughs> and I, I don't, I've never listened to it, but here she is. You know, I've had a, I've had a couple introductions That's like weird. that. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't have. I feel like I don't really have a lot of credits, or I haven't thought through what I would really want people to say. And I don't know if it matters anyway. So I like. I feel like it kind of doesn't matter. I feel like just say something positive about me, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, um, I opened for Nick Guerra a couple months ago, and and I said, Nick, you know, I'm following the like what I learned in comedy school. Like, just ask them what you want mm -hmm. them to say about what you they want you to say about them. And I said, what would you like me to say? And he was like. Just do two credits and that's it, or one credit. Like he did not. Yeah. He, and he said it feels like if you do too much, then the audience is kind of like you don't want them to be underwhelmed or something. Yeah. Or you've hype, don't overhype it. He said just do one, give it up for Nick Guerra, and boom. And I was like, all right, cool. That's all you really have to do is you just have to do. I I I do one credit for like people. I I try to say I try to say one thing like oh they run the show here, you know they they have this podcast. They're, even if they have nothing, I'm like, they're all around town. They're great people. Yeah. You're going to love them. Like, it's just about energy. That sounds like three credits. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to, yeah. You're going to love them. You, you are. You're, I, I insist. Yeah. <laughs> so, I insist. Yeah. Um, just that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, it's, I, I hate, I hate when people want you to give too many credits, too. Right. It, it's definitely, like, a mark of, like, an amateur comic to me. So that's a nice thing to learn. Like, I'm glad I learned that um, from, from doing that stint at Stir Crazy, which I love, um, is like, okay, you don't need to overdo it. And I even snuck in an extra credit on him, and he goes, oh, I heard that extra. <laughs> <laughs> I think I added, like, last comic standing and something else, and he was like, oh, I heard that. And I was like, oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, uh, it's very strange, too. Like, uh, I mean... 
Um, and like the things I'm, I'm proudest of in comedy are like not necessarily good credits. So <laughs> like, to, they're, they're, I'm like, I'm proud of them. Uh, this is what like keeps me going in comedy, but I'm, I don't think uh, audiences in Glendale give two hoots about it. So. About raccoons? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have become, uh, I, I, daily people send me things about raccoons. You just love raccoons? I just love them. I just, I just think they're great. I mean, I love all sorts of animals. Um, but I, I just fell hard for raccoons. I just think, I just want them to succeed. (laughs) They're a little hard workers. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're tenacious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's probably why you couldn't have one as a pet. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm also not one of these people who are like, well, uh, you know, you, you could have a raccoon as a pet. I'm like, not really. I'm like, I've looked into the laws and it's kind of a, (laughs) (laughs) like it's, it's kind of, like, you can't take them to a vet. Like, right. yeah, if they got sick, like, I feel like that would be, I don't know, I feel like it would be kind of irresponsible. But um, Sure. Have you ever seen the little video or the short clip of the raccoon eating, like, the cat food? Yeah. And then the guy does a voiceover, and he's like, mm, mm, what do you guys got going on here? Oh, this is good. Oh, oh, I just like to take it, put it in the water. And it's so funny. <laughs> uh, I've seen the one, uh, a couple of people have sent me the one where, um, where you have, uh, cotton candy, uh, basically, like there, you, you have cotton candy, and, you have, and, and the rac- raccoon d- dissolves the cotton candy in water and like freaks out. So, <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> that's pretty great. I'm uh, gonna look that one up. Yeah, I, I have. I pretty much. I, I like that. That's what I'm known for. Good. Yeah. So that's that's been great. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you also mentioned a minute ago, and this is something I wanted to get into. You are also the producer creator of the Bird City Comedy Festival mm-hmm. here in Phoenix. I am indeed. <laughs> How did you do that? Did you just decide, like, oh, I'm going to create a festival? I mean, because it's a lot. Yeah, it is, it is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Uh, I, I basically, um, I, I was really inspired by, uh, I, went, I went to L.A. in two, early 2014, and I went to uh, this really great comedy festival there. It's like an alt-comedy festival called Riot L.A. Riot? Yeah, and it's unfortunately it is it is not going on anymore. Their last year was I think 2017, uh, because the uh, producer um, got a job as as an executive producer on TV. Oh, cool. Yeah, so like so basically, but it was great. It was in downtown LA. It was like all in one block. They had like alt comedy is is my is my jam. That's like what is alt comedy? It's kind of like um, well um. It's my jam, and I can't define it very well. But I'm gonna try. I, I'd say like uh, it's kind of just not. Um, it's it's not mainstream comedy. It's like uh, kind of performers that are doing like more storytelling. Um, you know, kind of taking risks. Some of it's anti-comedy. Um, some I'd say some uh, heavy hitters of it are like Paul F. Tompkins, uh, okay. Maria Bamford. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie Pepitone. I see. I didn't know there yeah. was another genre, but that it's almost like what it's not, and it's yeah. not mainstream. Yeah, it's it's not. Which I I like mainstream comedy too. Yeah. Like yeah. I think it's you know like I honestly like all types of comedy. But uh, I just felt like all oh, these all these shows that I want to see with like my favorite people, right here on this one block. Like you know, thirty shows over three days. You know, and like so. And it was a surprise. I had just gone to L.A. Um, kind of on a whim because I just had never... My, my husband was away at a conference. And I was like, 
I should go to LA and I should probably try to do some open mics. Yeah. And like go see the city and like, and then this festival is going on. And I was like, all right, I'm going to see all these shows. Perfect. So it was, and it's, it's like in January. So it's, it's like nice and cool, you know, but not, but not too cool. Like it's right. just like jacket weather. Alternative cool. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, I, I was really inspired by that. And then, um, and then I, uh, had a chance to help with the very first uh, Big Pine Comedy Festival yeah. um, um, up in Flagstaff. And so I, um, I helped produce that. And like that was kind of uh, where I cut my teeth and learned a lot of things. Yeah. And I had been thinking about doing a, a festival in Phoenix. And I was like, I'm going to let um, my experience with Big Pine dictate whether I do this. And so... Um, after Big Pine went off, uh, and I was like, nobody died, <laughs> nobody died, like, only a few people from the festival hated me, uh, so <laughs> I was like, that was, that was fun, I'd like to do this uh, in Phoenix on a different scale, and uh, so I decided October of 2015 that I was going to put on a festival for April of 2016, <laughs> so, wow. which was um, insane, Yeah. But, uh, cause I basically, I had to get like the website, uh, at a form an LLC. I had to, wow. um, get submissions up and going. I had to get press out for it. Uh, and all while, um, people basically treated me like I was crazy. Right. Which they wouldn't be wrong. Right. Yeah. But, but that was, there was a lot of like, ah, first year festival, huh? You know, like. In right. Phoenix, in Phoenix in April, yeah, really? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, you know, local comics, too, are very, um, they're very, pretty skeptical of a, of a festival. I feel like it's, it's the, in the last few years, I feel like it's gotten way more positive. People have gotten more involved with Bird City and with Big Pine. But we just completed what year? Third? Uh, fourth year of Big Pine. No, of uh, Bird City. Bird City was the third year, yeah. Nice. Okay, so... You've completed three years. Yeah, and basically after after the first year, uh, people people were treating me like I was a little more sane. But yeah. the first year was so hard. I had like I would uh, to get headliners. I I would call agents, and I was so nervous about it. Yeah, and I was just like, what if they threw out a crazy price and I can't pay it? I'm like, well, you don't don't pay. It. You just say this is my budget. You know, uh huh. It's my budget. Who do you have for this? You know, this is who I'm looking for. Do you have anyone like this? You know. But you don't know that. You're so nervous. And I had one uh, agent that um, I think I had to call him like three times. I had to call him and have a conversation with him three times to get him to like take me seriously. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it, that, it, that was the only agent that was like that. Like Interesting. But that was the very first one I spoke to. And that was like, and, and then I found from other people um, that, that also run festivals, because festival runners, we kind of have a little bit of a small club. Yeah. So we do something very specialized. And I'm like, we're like, oh, did he make you to call him three times? And did he give you kind of the runaround? And did you did he pitch someone completely different from who you asked for? I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, you're like, okay, I'm doing something right. <laughs> oh, that is fascinating. Yeah. That's a lot, though. I mean. Uh, it, we, started, we started out, you know, with basically like, okay, we're, we're going to put together, so like, yeah, I, I helped the the headliners, the uh, the venues, and um, we got we got some sponsorship help, but that hasn't been a huge part of our sure. festival yet. So 
that's fantastic. Um, what also I think is so neat is that, you know, here's this project you're doing, and it's, it's not even, like, for you. You know, you're, you're essentially doing it for Phoenix. Yeah. For comedy, and I think that's really neat because, like, I'm putting in all this work on my projects, but, like, it's directly for me. Um, so... <laughs> It's for the people. It's, it's for the people. It's for the people. Uh, I, I basically, I, I felt like, uh, I mean, I, I've, I've done quite a few festivals over the years. I've done about 15. Ooh. And, um, and for me, it's, as, as a person that doesn't live in L.A. or New York or even Chicago, like, you, you don't get the chance to interact with um, headliners or, like, people that are up and coming, you know, as much because you're you're kind of off the beaten path. Mm -hmm. So I feel like festivals are huge for networking. And I'm saying this as an introvert. Like <laughs> I'm saying this as an introvert that I I I you know, I got to it's it's hard for me to to smooth and to uh hard for me to say uh smooth <laughs> uh mingle mingle it's hard for me but uh, at a festival you go and it's 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 easy to to meet other comics. You you have a you have a built-in conversation, basically about what you do, and you know, and they're always looking at a festival like you know people are always looking to eat yeah, yeah eat drink you know hang yeah out. hang out and uh, yeah so and I was a little I I, I quit drinking in two thousand fifteen and I mm. felt like that would kind of like hamper like my festival going experience, but honestly like. Of the people I know, uh, comedians have been the most understanding about not drinking. Right, right. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's great. Well, I got to be a part of it uh, this last year, which was really fun. I thought it was great. The Foundry was such a cool hotel to hang yes. out with, <laughs> hang out in. Yeah. Um, we've, we've been really lucky with our hotels. We had, we had the Renaissance the first two years, which was lovely. And the only reason we, we moved is we were kind of moving the festival kind of north. Mm -hmm. Like, that was... But uh, Foundry was great. Um, we did some of the some of the rooms were at Sheridan, which mm -hmm. people said they loved. So, um, but it's yeah, we we basically have been doing that. We've been you know we've had some shows with like Crescent Ballroom and Valley mm, Bar and yeah and Phoenix Center for the Arts and Space Fifty Five in both locations. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, I got lost. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I, you was, were, <laughs> I was like in front of an abandoned building in downtown Phoenix, going, "Where's the show?" Yeah, I, I probably should have mentioned that more because they, they moved they moved to a location over by the fairgrounds mm. uh, last year, and I don't think it's quite updated on every single source. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we. Uh, but uh, man, I love I love the new space. I've, I've I've always loved Space Fifty Five, and the new space is really cool. And yeah, I now I'm trying to remember. I had a good, I was able to go see This Week Sucks Tonight for the first time because I was staying downtown and I wasn't oh, working yeah. and I was like, yeah, like I had the best time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 11 o'clock show on Thursday. Yeah. Like, you're probably, I mean, I live 15 minutes north of downtown and I pretty much don't go see it if I'm, unless I'm on it. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so much fun. <laughs> I love festivals and I think yeah. I, I, my goal for next year is to apply to more festivals and try to do one out of state. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's always good to start like locals, like local. That's that's great because you, because it's kind of a way for them to bring the festival to you. Mm -hmm. But then, um, yeah, I actually the very first festival I got into was uh, Beast Village uh, in Des Moines, oh, Iowa. Yeah, cool. that's where I felt like I met like so many people. Like uh, I met like 
uh, Dante Powell, a uh, very funny comic. Uh, he's also been a guest on Taste yeah. Buddies. And, yeah, and, like, I I met, like, just, you know, because it was it's, it's in Des Moines, it's, like, it's very close to Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's very close to, like, St. Louis and, like, all these amazing, like, comedy cities. So, like, it was, and honestly, like, it was really easy to, you know, hang out and meet people. And, and I love Des Moines. Yeah. Yeah. And cool. What yeah. time of year is that one? That one's in fall. It, it just happened. It, oh, cool. Yeah. It happens like the last week of September, first week of October. And, uh, and I was just like, you know, it's, it's great. It's, it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I got like the nicest Airbnb <laughs> for like almost nothing. And like, yeah, if it was in San Francisco, it'd be like, Oh, oh gosh, I just did. Uh, I love San Francisco, Me too. but I did, I did shows. I did, uh, I did a tour this year and, uh, and then I went to San Francisco and, and the San Francisco shows were so fantastic, but it was so expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you got to Uber everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You have walking to up those hills. Well, it's also that, and, like, uh, we were staying close to the Tenderloin, uh-huh. uh, kind of their, their skid row, mm-hmm. and every every uh, Uber driver was just, like, a lot of homeless people near your hotel, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's it's a little, but uh, it's, yeah, it's, that's, that's a great comedy city. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> Learning so much. Um, so you've built a lot of relationships then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With this, just from starting out. And then is it has it made it a little easier to run the festival or get to get headliners and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, after, after the first year, um, people, you know, the first year went well. You know, like, you know, like we worked, I worked really hard on it. And, and you know, it, I mean, there's always hitches with any big event, but. Um, people really enjoyed it, and, like, that word of mouth really helped for, yeah. like, the next year, and then for the third year, and uh, I assume for future years, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, will there be one in 2019? There won't be one in two th- 2019. No. Oh, what do you have going on? Well, uh, I am pregnant uh, with my first child. <gasps> And I'm due in May. Oh my God! So. Are you sure you can't just fit it in there? Like, you're just... I I I thought about it. Like, it was it was a tough thing. It's actually something I I just decided in the last month after going back and forth. Like, should I do it? Should I should I do it in the fall? You know? Right. And, and I just I've I just don't want to risk it. I am sure. I I am uh, I'm an older older lady, so uh, I'm having a. A geriatric pregnancy. Are they calling you geriatric? Yes. Oh my gosh, Actually, that's so weird. They don't. They 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 use a kinder term. They use uh, of advanced maternal age. <laughs> <laughs> they use a they use a kinder word. Old as fuck. <laughs> but oh, uh, you're OAF. Yeah, if you're if you're over thirty five. Uh, How old are you? I'm thirty six. Oh okay. So I'll be thirty seven when the child's born. So. Nice. That's yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, it works that's out, perfect, but not to them, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so far, so good, but, like, that's just the term they use. It's, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's hilarious. It's a little bit better than uh, high-risk pregnancy, which I've yeah. heard, too. But <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that is so exciting. What a better reason. I can't think of a better reason not to have Bird City this year. Yeah. Um, uh, that is so exciting. Yeah, so, uh, unfortunately, we won't 
we won't have a festival in 2019, but we'll be back in 2020. So. Definitely. Yeah. I loved all the, I love the logos. I love the merch. I love the t-shirts. One of my favorite t-shirts and I don't like t-shirts. Like I don't like t-shirts at all. So it's like something I, I really like put a lot of like, okay. So we have like traditional t-shirts and then, but we also have uh, tanks and then we had a, uh, my favorite was the tank dress. I did not get a tank dress, but I kind of wanted one, but I don't think it fit me. That was, <laughs> you know what, that, that tank dress was, the, the thing that I did not like about it was uh, it, the sizing was way off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's hard to find. There was another dress that I wanted that, was, that came in a wider range of sizes and like was a little bit more of like, forgiving like and it had sleeves oh. and it was longer and I was and then um they were I put in my order and then like three days later like oh we don't have that in stock Ugh. I was like tell me now or don't advertise it don't right. <laughs> don't get my hopes up but um, I, I did like the tank dress yeah, and, yeah that'd be cute too maybe with leggings then or something I I use it with uh with leggings use it I wear it with leggings or I uh it's become a sleep shirt yeah, it might be a good maternity shirt for you. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> How exciting. Um, do you have somebody to plan your baby shower? I, I, I don't know if I'm going to do a baby shower. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, I was thinking because you would probably be the one to plan it for other people. <laughs> yeah. So that person never gets, you know. I mean, I don't know. Like, we... We haven't talked, my husband and I haven't talked about it at all. I also feel weird because, because I am older. Nah. Uh, and I, even though I am a first time parent, I, I feel bad, like asking people to buy me stuff, but I don't know. Um, maybe we can disguise it as a house show. I kind of want to do something that's like real low key. And like, like I kind of want to do something with like, definitely with food. Yeah. Definitely with food. Maybe some like light fun games right and then honestly maybe like people if people want to give gifts they can if not like I'd rather them give it to a charity or something that's a good idea so um you wouldn't do you're not a you're not a registry person are you or would you you? I did uh I did a registry for my wedding and that was fun yeah, uh, that's what fun. you do. Yeah, it's, it's hey, like a rec- find a record raccoon pattern, <laughs> and then you register for all that stuff, and then you have a raccoon nursery. Yeah, totally. I yeah. I, I can get behind this. Um, and I just helped um with my best friend, and she she was forty or forty one when she uh, had her baby, um, and we had to kind of go. It was kind of an alt baby shower. Like we didn't want the kind of lame games, but mm-hmm. we we played a couple cool games. Um, but it was more like stations. Yeah. So like here's this, go decorate a onesie. And, oh, um, yeah. we did a, um, we had pictures of the, her and her husband's faces and they were sliced up and you can like make a, the, what the baby look at like, and it was really <laughs> weird. But we also had our, our food. It was nacho bar. Oh, that's perfect. So good. Oh, that's. She was like, I just want some nachos. <laughs> so we had everything you could want on a, like a nacho supreme kind of thing. Um, oh, and it was really great. nice. It was a nice baby shower. So yeah. anyway, we'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. Uh, but we've we you know I'm pretty anti-gender reveal party. Yeah, and I also I know what it is. Uh, it's, it's a baby. It's a girl. <gasps> oh my <Yeah>. god! <laughs> so. okay. I knew you were pregnant. I, that was fake earlier, but I didn't know it was a girl. Yeah, and that is so wonderful. 
Yeah. Oh, so, so it's like a little raccoon with a pink bow on it. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we did IVF, and you basically you know all that stuff from like day two. Oh wow! So, yeah. Congratulations! Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'm sorry. You just let me know. Like, do the meter with your hand and be like, Mary, up too much. Tone it down. Tone, Tone it down. down. No, I'm. Sorry. I'm excited. I'm. I'm excited about it too. So I'm okay. starting. I'm starting to tell people. So yeah. You just told 25 people. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say you, you just told thousands, but uh, unfortunately, we're not there yet with this podcast. Um, no, that is so wonderful. You deserve it, and. Um, oh, I never, I don't want kids. I don't think I always say like, I don't think I, it's probably too late. I'm, I've never really wanted kids, but in the last couple of years, I've started to see why people want them. Okay. Like I appreciate <laughs> it more and I do see it as really beautiful before I used to be like, Oh, what do you, <laughs> well, why, I why would you do that. I, uh, I didn't want kids for a long time, um, until maybe like my early thirties because I was, I was worried about money. Mm. I was worried about, like, money and, like, time and stuff like that. So that was, like, a, a big thing. And then, I don't know, I got super rich. <laughs> no, no, no. I, uh, you know, like. If you, could, if you could plan a festival <laughs> for three years, like, you could probably do this for I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. So okay. uh, it's, and, like, it's, you know, it's going to be a, a big change. Um, and which, I, you know, like, I'm not. I'm not even really sure how, how much my life is going to change, but I don't know, I'm looking forward to it. I heard it's a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is fantastic. You guys are going to be great. What creative, uh, like to have two creative woke parents, that would be amazing. I wonder, anyway. No, I feel like our child, like there's going to be like some rebellion and they're going to be like, <laughs> they're gonna, it's going to be like family ties where they're going to be like Republicans. Alex B. Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be like... I don't want to learn the guitar. <laughs> I don't want to do heroin. <laughs> kidding. I love that joke. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, so, Oregano's gave me uh, fortune cookies. <laughs> Sorry, I threw that at you. They gave me fortune cookies, which is really weird for a Southwest Italian restaurant. I, I feel like they kind of, they dabble in everything. They dabble. So I thought that might be fun to open them. So let's uh, look at our fortunes. I also, I got to say, I love fortune cookies. I, I feel like a lot of people are down on them, and I think, Ooh, I think they're fantastic. Mine's good. Mine's good. Have, I'm, gonna, I'm hoping mine's an actual fortune and not like weird advice or just comments. <laughs> weird advice. I, All right, so let's hear your fortune, Genevieve. Many possibilities are open to you. Work a little harder. Ah! <laughs> uh, many possibilities? Many possibilities are open to you. Can you just work a little harder, please? Can you work a little? Yeah. Maybe we got the wrong fortune because mine says, life is about making some things happen, not waiting for something to happen. <laughs> I feel like they're kind of in the same vein. They are. I These like are, this. Yeah. Yeah, They're kind of judgy, though, aren't they? They're real judgy. Jeez. You don't know my life fortune cookie. Lucky numbers. <laughs> Are these the lost lucky numbers? Oh, man. Are you, do you ever play lottery? No, but I should a little bit more. Every time I do, I start fantasizing about where I would live. I, uh, I don't know. I've heard enough stories about, like, people, like, going broke after, like, winning the lottery. I know, but I'd love to try <laughs> it. Just... I, I, I don't know. I, I worked at a place where we used to go in with lottery tickets. Yeah. 
But I felt like people took it a little bit too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I might go buy a lottery ticket now that we're talking about it. <laughs> um, oh, you know, let me ask you really quick because we're talking about wing, where you with wings with friends. Do you prefer a drum, the drummy, or the flat? Oh, flat. I'm not a monster. <laughs> so. uh, do you prefer a dry rub or uh, a wet wing? I like a wet wing. Good. I like a saucy wing. I uh, I do like a dry rub, but I um I like I like a I like a wet wing, um, and I I really like a variety of sauces. Yeah, I like sauce. Yeah. Um, I have been super into dry rubs lately too because like a native New Yorker has, I think it's just called native now, but like they have some really good dry rubs. Um, they, they took out the New Yorker. They did. It's just called native. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, what's the perfect number of wings for you? Like if you had a plate or, you know, you're sitting down. I am not. Uh, I like food and I like to eat all types of food, but I don't like to eat too much. Uh-huh. So for me, I think it would probably be six to eight. Oh, yeah. That's a nice amount. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like you can eat more if they aren't fried. Mm-hmm. Like I could probably do uh, like Chili's has a smoked wing. Really? Yeah, and they, they come, like, 10 to a pack, and they're, like, there's 600 calories for, for the 10. And oh. I'm, like, okay, so that's, not like, not too – you're not getting in too much trouble there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so – and they're pretty good. They're not as good as a fried True. crispy wing. These ones could have been a little crispier. Yeah. I wonder if they were, but then they were – like, I got them to go. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they could have been a little crispier. With my leftovers, I'm going to kind of, like, refry them up a little bit. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like I like a nice I like a nice crispy wing, but honestly, like when I make them at home, um, as as I made the ones for you, <laughs> those were so good. Yeah, those were uh, those were boiled and then they were baked. So tell me again because I um, I always want to text. I have to scroll back to the text. <laughs> so how long did you boil them for? I I basically boiled them. I think it was. Gosh, now I'm trying to remember. I think it was like 25 minutes or something. Okay, and then you drizzled them in like oil. Um, what I did was, uh, after you boil them, um, basically like you, you have to, uh, you have to like basically towel them off, dry them up. Yeah. Dry them up. And like, so basically like that way they're crispy and then that way they get crispy without flour and without, um, baking soda. Oh. So, um, so basically that's what I did. I, and I seasoned them with salt and pepper Mm -hmm. and then, um, and then I put them in the oven. I think it was about 25 minutes. 425? Yeah. It was high. It was like 425. And then uh, and it really depends on the wing size because I actually the, the instructions I had because I worked from a recipe was like, they said something like 35 minutes. Mm. And I was like. Well, the good thing is, is you boiled them so they're cooked and they're, mm-hmm. they're going to be tender. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of getting the crisp that you want. Yeah. So, um, and then afterwards I dressed them in sauce. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like the first week of me on the whole 30. So oh, yeah. it was like so good. Um, <laughs> I did good on that whole 30. And then I just, once I stopped, I went to shit. I was like, nope. Like I just ate everything. Yeah. I, well, I was on a, I, I did intermittent fasting for about four months. And uh, you can't do that when you're pregnant. No, no, Or at least you idea. really shouldn't. Nope. <laughs> so uh, I, I quit. And now, oh man, I have fallen off the wagon. Well. You know, you're giving life, all right. <laughs> so cut yourself a break. Oh man, I've got I gotten a pizza kick. Yeah. <gasps> Please invite me over and have Isis pizza again. I think about that all the time. Isis, Not Isis. Ice. Isis. 
Isa's. Isa owns the pizza place. Yeah, Isa. That is, that is one of the best. Um, that's one of my favorites. Um, it's just so good. Their their Nana's pie, <laughs> uh, just very just good cheese. Lots of tomato sauce. A um, little bit of like herbs and spices. Like also a huge pizza. It's like a and it only comes in that size. <laughs> It's funny you just said uh, Nana's pie, because mm-hmm. I just got a text from Hannah Ty. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you know what it says? It's an article. And Is it, it about says, ISIS pizza? <laughs> no, it says Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson split engagement called off. I what? almost don't believe this. Uh, you know what? They were just doing it to get to the Saturday Night Live premiere <laughs> and her new album. Uh, I don't believe that shit. Big dick energy can only get you so far. Well... <laughs> That was originated with them, right? That was the that was the whole thing. Was uh... that's what I thought? I I think maybe because that's the only explanation for it. <laughs> no, uh, no, he's a funny, he's a funny, affable guy. Oh, that's true. She seems nice. Mm. I guess I don't know. <laughs> She's very talented. Yeah, I liked her in SNL. I guess I don't care that much. I would say that I don't care at all. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know. Her long ponytail. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that was, sorry to interrupt you there, but yes, Isis Pizza, Mary wants that. Um, just putting it out there. That's kind of how, I, with my podcast, um, I kind of view it as slightly a vision board, you know? Like, yeah. what do you want? Let's put it out there. Um, and so I kind of know your vision now, at least for the next year, is to have a baby. Yeah, have a baby. Uh, I mean, continue with my podcast. Uh, keep doing shows. Uh, maybe maybe do some festivals. Yeah, uh, that I don't produce, so, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> I like that. I really want to do that too. Yeah, it's it's really uh, you know there's so many good festivals out there. There's so many not so great festivals out yeah. there. Um, but yeah, it's 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 nice to kind of go and see them all and like see how different people do things. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like uh, I went. Um, I mean, just just in the last couple months, I went and did um, High Plains Comedy Festival in Denver. Oh. Um, which, if if you have a chance to to go to that one as a performer or as an audience member, it's fantastic. It's um, it's basically like it's three days of just like packed shows. Nice. It's it's kind of got like a an alt comedy bent to it, but not necessarily. Um, everyone in Denver is so good. Yeah. Um, and they treat you so well. I like that. Yeah. And it's, everyone's friendly. It's cool. It's all in one block. Like, which I wish we could do a little bit more in Phoenix. It's a little bit tough. Mm-hmm. We are, we are definitely a, a commuter city. Oh, yeah. So. All right. Well, man, Genevieve, I can talk to you for like forever. Uh, but let's wrap this up with a fun game okay. of dry rub, smoke, or fry. <laughs> and I love that you listen to the podcast so you know what they mean, right? Okay. So dry rub is marry, fry is fuck, and smoke is kill. Okay. All right? So out of the following, who would you dry rub, fry, or smoke? John Hamm, Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> Thomas Everett Scott. Oh, man. Okay, um... Is it, okay, is it weird to say that I would smoke Abraham Lincoln just because he's already dead? Because <laughs> somebody already smoked him? Someone already smoked him. Uh, I feel like he was, he's, he's a wonderful president, but yeah. uh, he was very depressed while mm. he was alive. Sure. 
Uh, he had, uh, I think he had some kind of like pretty serious heart condition. Oh, so it would be like a mercy for mercy. Uh, yeah, smoke. yeah, mercy, mercy smoke. You just want to get to that John <laughs> Ham energy there. Okay, so uh, you're gonna fry. You're gonna. You're. I don't even know my own labels. You're gonna smoke Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. and Clay John Wilkes Booth. Uh, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll do it kindly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it gently. Um, gosh. Uh, but I. Uh, okay. I got. I got to fry uh, John Ham. I feel like that's. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I I gotta batter that one up and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not not uh not keto friendly this this one. <laughs> so. Um, so you're gonna fry him. So that means you're gonna dry rub Tom Everett Scott. Yes. He does yes. seem like marriage material. He does, and uh, I bring I, like you know he's he's uh he's my current crush because I just watched uh I'm sorry. On uh, on Netflix, on which is on True TV, and uh, and I, he's also the husband uh, that uh, Emma Stone's character ends up with in La La Land. Oh, and people are like, oh, it's so sad. They, uh, uh, you know, Sebastian and you know, they didn't end up. I'm like, no, she ended up with Tom Everett Scott. That's that's great. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might know him from uh, that thing you do. Yeah. Um, the, the Tom Hanks uh, classic. Uh, and that was kind of after Forrest Gump, so everybody mm-hmm. really started focusing in on Tom Hanks. Um, there was a show, I don't remember, uh, with Tom Everett Scott and Alicia Silverstone, and they were like the parents. And it might have gotten canceled or something, or I could be lying. Huh. But it dawned on me, I was like, oh my gosh, the people that were like our crushes and in our movies as the ingenues are now the parents and the yeah. old people in everything. Did you ever hear that thing about Alicia Silverstone where she uh, fed her baby like a mama bird? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Are you thinking about doing it? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's definitely on the list. No, that's... <laughs> that's I, you know, I always thought that was a joke. I always hoped that was just, like, something silly. I, I think I think moms probably do that they don't say it or they don't say this is how I feed my child but I can imagine like they're out with their baby and they're you know they're I don't know I feel like that's something I feel a mom like would they do like hold on let me just like gnaw this for you they're not like really chewing I don't know I don't know what I'm I feel like that is not happening <laughs> I'm not uh I'm not chewing my food for my child I'm saying that right here now. <laughs> what do I know? I don't know. <laughs> me neither. My mom never did that for me. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm at most, I'm, I'm cutting up meat. That's about it. We should be feeding a baby meat, probably. Do you know yeah. what to feed a baby? Do you know what you're going to do? Uh, you uh, you breastfeed or, or oh. feed them formula for like six months. Okay, and good. then you introduce solids at some point, okay. whenever it's right. Yeah, it's like, how do you know this stuff? How are you going <laughs> to... <laughs> I I am I have uh I am gonna take a baby class at some Good. point. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's yeah. Exciting. I have I have a uh, Doctor Spock's. Uh, you know, I have I have an old copy from the forties. I think. Oh really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So cute. Well, Genevieve, I am so excited for all of the exciting things coming up for you in twenty nineteen. Um, and thank you for all that you've done for me and for Phoenix Comedy and. For, you know, for raccoons. Oh, <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being here. Um, hey, 
Do you have a good wing story uh, uh, that uh, you, and I'm talking to you, audience, do you have a good wing story that you want to share with me? Just email it to wingswithfriends at gmail.com. Maybe I'll read it. Maybe I'll ask you to come on the show and uh, we'll have some wings. But uh, go ahead and do that because I'm trying to do things now. Um, <laughs> she's doing things I'm now. I'm doing things. We're going to have all sorts <laughs> these of promos. These, these, uh, these forged cookies have inspired us. You just got to make stuff happen. That's why I got a text from the Democratic Party to see if I've got my... Uh, voter registration and can they count on me i was like hell yeah can you do me a favor listen to wings with friends on itunes <laughs> that's so nice i uh i i'm getting lots of texts from like the political i can't wait till I, it's over and and honestly like i i'm on their side i get what they're doing you know i think it's great but i'm also like this is annoying yeah. <laughs> you're like you don't need to worry about me i'm good go 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 somebody else go quick <laughs> No, it's good. I can't wait to see what happens. So, um, well, thank you for being here, Genevieve. Anything uh, you want to promote or uh, want to share with us before we sign off? Well, I, I will be uh, I'll be at Comedy Off Main Street uh, November third. I'm opening for Mishka Shabali. How exciting! He is uh, hilarious. Yeah, I'm I'm I can't wait to work with him again. So oh, so cool. Um, very cool. Well, uh, I can't remember what I'm doing, so it doesn't even matter anyway. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Yeah.